I'd like to welcome everybody to today's podcast. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Bajaj from VCU, and the name of the paper that is published in the September issue of Hepatology is The Stroop Smartphone Application is a Short and Valid Method to Screen for Minimal Hepatic Encephalopathy. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Stephen. So this is a fantastic area for study, this notion of minimal hepatic encephalopathy. And you've done a tremendous amount of work focusing in on this area. And we now know that uh, minimal encephalopathy, minimal hepatic encephalopathy, is associated with impaired quality of life, employment, driving capability, a higher risk for progression to overt encephalopathy. And we know, furthermore, that if you treat it, you can improve all these things and prevent or delay progression to overt encephalopathy. However, the you know the, the 800-pound gorilla in the room is making this diagnosis of minimal encephalopathy, and you know up until now it's been rather challenging trying to use a battery of cognitive tests to make the diagnosis, including psychometric hepatic encephalopathy scores, block design tests, inhibitory control tests. All of these you did in this study as you sorted out the applicability of the Stroop smartphone application. But let me turn it over to you and just ask you first, what made you think of this Stroop smartphone application or even find it to begin with? Thanks for this focus on our paper, Stephen. What we actually thought was important in this was to actually get more and more people involved in the point of care testing for minimal AG. And by testing, I meant the evaluation of patients who would be at risk so that ultimately in your clinic, uh, you could actually go on and do testing for this and actually uh, screen for people who are either doing very well or not doing very well. And therefore, it could give you an exact clue as to which patients to refer to people who would then come back for a separate visit for MHE testing. Because you know in our clinics, we barely have time to actually get together the facts like the endoscopy report, the ultrasound, etc. And before we know it, the 20 minutes that we are assigned for a patient are done. So it's very unreasonable. So the reason why we developed this, we wanted to focus on something like a smartphone app was actually to give people who are in clinic at least an indication whether this person whom they're seeing right now might benefit for a more in-depth evaluation that may occur at a separate time. Because in our busy clinic lives, even if we have the resources to do MHE testing, it's quite probable that we ourselves are not going to do it. If someone who is a medical assistant or a nurse or someone who is taking care of the patient would ideally do a short, high-sensitivity test, that would give us patients who are not at risk for developing MHE or at least having MHE. And so those people, at least, we could not send for further testing. So we needed a point-of-care application. And the reason why we thought this troop was a good idea is because it has been used in cirrhosis and hepatic encephalopathy before in paper and pencil form. We used this app that we actually looked at the app store, and as a result of the app came to this testing paradigm in which we used this app as a, the first nine testing. And then we compared it to the subsequent gold standard that were done on the same day. And what we found is the result of this initial app that it was able to differentiate between people who had uh, more advanced cognitive impairment and patients who didn't. And as a result of that, we developed a new app that is now available in iTunes that is much more in tune with patients with the covert or minimal hepatic encephalopathy. 
The other reason which I thought was very important, especially for the United States, is to get young researchers involved in this. People who are now starting their career, potentially looking at covert or minimal hepatic encephalopathy as a big problem in our patients that is not really solved. So using something that could be potentially attractive to the younger generation, such as an app, which would open the doors for newer applications like this, and increasing the availability, applicability, and enthusiasm of MHE testing beyond the boring, you know, EEG and the, you know, the standard psychometric tests and into the realm of actual patient point-of-care tests. Well, you, you certainly enrolled quite a few patients. You put them in two different cohorts. You did a, uh, you know, your, your initial group, and then you did a validation cohort. Can you hit the top-line results for us that you found, and we'll talk about what those results mean? Certainly. We did uh, 125 patients with cirrhosis and 134 controls, and we also subsequently added 43 patients for validation. And for those who are not aware, this troop is an on-time as an off-time. Off-time is when the patient has to identify what's the correct color when it's given in pound signs or hashtags. The on-time is a little more challenging when the color green a word that represents a color is written in the different color. So the word green is written in the color blue. And what the person has to do is to respond blue instead of green. So it actually adds a lot of psychological complexity to the things. The off time is going to be shorter than the on time in almost every single thing. And that's what we found. What we also found is using this cutoff that there was an area under the curve of 0.89 and the 0.84 in patients without previous OHE and patients with prior overt encephalopathy. And when we used this cutoff in the validation cohort, it was continued to be highly sensitive and specific for diagnosis of cognitive impairment. What we were very encouraged about this was this patterns were similar across two of our centers, which is the VA Medical Center and VCU Medical Center. And we also found that patients who, which you would expect to be more impaired, which are patients with prior overt encephalopathy, did worse. And patients who did worse on the three gold standards that we used, which is the PHES, the inhibitory control test, and two out of four tests, all three of them, the Stroop app was worse in the people who were impaired through all these tests. So what were ultimately some limitations of the study? The limitations of this study is that this is the old app. This is the app that was not really designed for covert encephalopathy, so it took actually much longer. Even though the cutoff is 274.9 seconds, some people it took much longer to do. Therefore, as a result of that, we designed a new app, which actually compresses the presentation of the samples. So the new app, which is going to be presented as a poster in the liver meeting, actually has a cutoff of around 195 and 145 seconds based on an age range. So that was one limitation that we had initially found that we corrected with this new app that we developed. Encouragingly, the new app has the same pattern differentiation. Basically, people whom you would expect to be impaired using this gold standards are also impaired with the new app. The second limitation is obviously people who are not familiar with smartphones. This may present a challenge. And that's why the new app is now also compatible with the iPad, which makes it much easier to actually do this. The third thing, the third challenge would be that people who are red, green, colorblind are obviously not good candidates for this. And what we need to remember what for all MHE testing, that this is a very sensitive tool. It's not a very specific tool. So if you have people in your clinic who are drinking, people who have other reasons for neuropsychiatric abnormalities, such as they have schizophrenia, such as psychosis and things like that, 
those people are going to do worse on this app or and on any other testing for MHE. So this is by no means a cure-all and an, you know a complete diagnostic test as far as the MHE is concerned. What it can diagnose is cognitive dysfunction. So we have to be very careful to feed the correct potential patients in there so that if this app or any other MHE test is abnormal, we can be reasonably confident that there is no other neuropsychometric abnormality that can explain it. So to say it another way, the negative predictive value for this test is very, very high, correct? That is correct. So if you do the test and you're quote-unquote normal or have a negative test, then you can feel very confident that you do not have minimal hepatic encephalopathy. You hit the nail on the head, and this is exactly why we wanted to popularize it, because we want to know which people are normal, therefore which people do not need to have their time and our time wasted by going through the motions of another set of gold standards that would follow, which would ultimately confirm the same thing. And if you have an abnormal test, you may then have a better yield of finding people who are definitely cognitively impaired when you subsequently schedule them for another visit or send them to someone who is more capable or who is actually able to do these gold standards to then initiate potential discussion about you know, MHC diagnosis and treatment, et cetera. So how long does it take, if I'm in clinic and I have this downloaded on an iPad, how long does it take to get an answer, to do this test and get an answer for a clinic patient? I would advise if you want to start it in clinic, do it in a quiet place. Basically, an ideal situation would be if you have a nurse or a coordinator or an assistant who sees the patient before you. If a patient is functional as far as alert-oriented times three and is able to understand does not have any other comorbid conditions, the new app, the cutoff for patients above 45 years of age is more than 195 seconds. And if you add, it should really be all done within five minutes. You shouldn't have to wait. That includes the explanation. That includes the reading of the app. The way the app is structured, it is scheduled. You have to read out everything that's written in the app as instructions for the patient. It has practice runs for the patients as well. And the way it is structured is that if the patient is not able to do the practice runs, at least two of them well or correctly, it doesn't allow you to go into the main test because it needs convincing that you have actually done this explanation of the patient very well. This app is also the detailed webcast of how to download this app and how to give this to a potential patient with a webinar, et cetera, is actually on chronicliverdisease.org, the website. And in that, I'm actually giving it to someone. I'm actually also downloading the app. And I'm actually going through the results. And the interesting part is the results actually come in an entire comma-separated value Excel sheet. So you can easily cut and paste the results directly onto an Excel sheet so you don't have to go over and over each and every result and come up with, you know, that isn't that another leaves you open to another set of errors. So in all, it should not take more than three to five minutes to administer the app. Wow, that's terrific. Now, do you think that education level plays a role in this? I mean, certainly they need to become familiar with the app and do some test runs, but you had a significant number of your cohort that had college degrees or higher. That is a potential limitation. And that is definitely a limitation, and that's why more validation needs to be done. We purposely made our patients absolutely age and education matched as much as possible. With the new app, the results, we find that the education, again, didn't make, play a huge difference, mostly because our cirrhotics were relatively very well educated. And again, you have to use common sense when you're giving this to someone, if they are really someone who would struggle doing the paper-pencil test, they're going to flounder with this one as well. 
So this is going to be something that you should be careful in giving it to people. However, that being said, the majority of our cirrhotic patients had never seen a smartphone before. So despite that, with the people who were familiar or unfamiliar with smartphone, initially, once their practice runs were done, they became reasonably confident. And when we did that subgroup analysis in the paper, we did not find any difference in people who were previously familiar with smartphones than people who were not. Okay. Thanks for taking your time today to, to go over this very elegant study and potentially providing us with a much easier tool to diagnose minimal hepatic encephalopathy. Again, it'd be great to have some more validation of this app, particularly the new one that's coming out. I also refer you to a very nice editorial done on this paper on page 844 of the September issue. Again, thanks so much for your time today. We look forward to more studies coming from out of your group in reference to minimal hepatic encephalopathy. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much.